Do you feel like the amount of information out there about baby led weaning and nourishing our littles is completely overwhelming? I mean, talk about analysis paralysis. There are countless books, Facebook pages, and Instagram accounts out there all about baby led weaning, but I'm hoping this podcast will offer a slightly more holistic approach to the topic. I found a lot of inspiration from these resources when we started our baby led weaning journey, but being a self-proclaimed crunchy mama, I wish I had a resource that approached the topic from a more holistic perspective. Taking into account the fact that our infants have very different nutritional needs, they are more susceptible to the toxic burdens placed on them, their gut health is still developing and maturing, and so many other factors that contribute to our child's health and development. In this episode, I'm diving into what holistic baby led weaning is and why it's important for our little one's health, well beyond the first few months and years of their life. Hey there, welcome to the Holistic Baby Led Weaning Podcast. If you're a crunchy or holistic mama, this podcast is for you. My name is Alyssa, and like you, I'm currently navigating the chaotically beautiful journey of motherhood. I'm also a free-thinking pharmacist who's obsessed with all things natural and holistic. That's right, I'm a crunchy pharmacist, and I've made it my mission to help you defend your little one's health from their very first bites and beyond, so they grow into their happiest, healthiest, strongest, and smartest self. So if you're hungry for more, let's dive in. All right, so I've had some of you reach out and share topics that you'd love to hear more about, and I just want to say thank you. I absolutely love hearing from you because it helps me create episodes and content that you actually care about. So I am in the process of creating those episodes for you, but I first want to answer the question, what is holistic baby-led weaning? The title of this podcast, obviously, is Holistic Baby Led Weaning, but I realize you might be wondering, what does that even mean? It's not really a term that's out there, and this is because I guess I kind of coined it. I started this podcast with the theme of protective nourishment in mind, but I felt like that might be a little too limiting. So while I still will definitely talk about protective nourishment because it's kind of the cornerstone of holistic baby led weaning, you know, protecting our child's health, protecting and defending our child's health from their very first bites and beyond. I've shifted my focus more to what I call holistic baby led weaning. So I want to use this episode to dive more into what that means and why it truly matters for your child's health well beyond these first few months or years of their life. So this episode is going to complement episode number six, which is called Protective Nourishment. So if you love what you hear here, be sure to go back and listen to that one because it actually dives a little bit deeper. I wanted to keep things simple and not overwhelming for this episode, so I didn't dive as deep in this episode as I did in that one, but be sure to go back and listen to that if you really enjoy what you hear here because it is a good episode. So when we are starting to transition our little one to solids, I think it's important to understand that this journey is about so much more than how we should cut the food or what foods are safe to feed. It's about establishing healthy food preferences, fostering mindful eating, meeting nutrient needs, supporting our little one's gut and their digestive system, minimizing the toxic burden that we place on our child, using food as medicine to boost the immune system, Recognizing that just because our baby is showing all signs of readiness does not mean that they are ready for all foods 
And I know this last one is controversial, but understanding that companies often place profit over health. So these are just some of the factors that I think are important to consider when starting to introduce solid foods. So in other words, it's taking a more holistic approach to nourishing our little one. So this is important because ultimately food is medicine. It truly has the power to transform our health or our child's health for better or for worse. And we have the ability to defend our child's health from their very first bites and beyond based on how we nourish them. So while I think this journey should absolutely be enjoyable, I also think that it should be intentional because the first few years of our child's life truly, truly are our window of opportunity to set them up for a life of thriving health. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but we have solid research showing that the nutritional status during the first 1,000 days of our child's life, so this includes pregnancy through about the age of two, can actually affect or influence our child's risk for developing certain health conditions or even cancers later in life. So in other words, we can influence their lifelong health through nutritional programming or through the foods that we are feeding them during their early years. I remember when I found this out, when I came across this research, my mind was blown and I was just like, I felt this urgent need to just learn everything I could and figure out how best to nourish my son because I just felt like I have this window of opportunity and if I mess something up, I'm ruining him for life. And obviously that was a very dramatic <laughs> approach or, a, you know, big feelings, but that's kind of how I looked at it. I just wanted to take a more intentional approach. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm here because I wish I had a podcast that I could tune into that would help me along the way. So if we understand that, then the next question is, what affects this nutritional programming or what factors come into play? So obviously the types of foods that we are feeding, but more specifically, the nutrient content and the bioavailability of these nutrients. So we want to be feeding foods that not only contain nutrients that our child requires, but we want them to be able to assimilate and utilize these nutrients. So the nutrient content matters. The second thing to consider is the source and the quality of the food. So I think this is especially important when we consider some of the farming practices that are currently being used and how they can ultimately leave our food either lower quality or in some cases contaminated. We also want to consider our child's gut health and how the foods that we are feeding impact and support their gut health or in some cases compromise it. And lastly, I think it's important to consider the overall toxic burden that we place on our children. Our children are growing so incredibly fast during these first few years, and their bodies are utilizing the nutrients that they consume for that growth and development and for fighting off any sickness or disease. So any toxic burden that we place on our child is going to rob them of these nutrients as their body is going to be utilizing those nutrients instead to help with the detoxification processes. So obviously this is a complex process, but the heavier the toxic burden, the more their body needs to work to deal with it and the more they will be utilizing nutrients to do so. And furthermore, exposure to certain toxins can have a direct influence on our child's health and their risk for developing certain health conditions. So overall, the toxic burden that we place on our children is important to consider because it can ultimately influence our child's health and development. And the food that we are feeding can be a source of these toxins. 
So these are the four factors which I think are the most important to consider when asking ourselves how we can nourish our little one in a way that protects or defends their health or how we can affect this nutritional programming in a positive way to ultimately reduce their risk for developing acute or chronic conditions during these early years of life, but also later on in life. So why does all of this matter? Why am I sitting here on a Wednesday night after a long day at work recording this podcast episode for you? I joke about how I wanted a resource that was less mainstream, and I say that because I understand firsthand how little training and education health professionals receive on nutrition. I actually went back and looked through my pharmacy school curriculum, and during the entire four years, there was one class devoted to metabolism and nutrition within the core curriculum. And I don't think this is unique to my pharmacy school. I think this is common for most health professional schools. And you can actually look this information up uh, as it's usually public. So if you just go to any medical or pharmacy or nursing school website, usually you can find the curriculum posted. So I bring this up because most healthcare providers are going to be turning to the USDA dietary guidelines to give recommendations to patients about nutrition. And unfortunately, many providers simply are not aware of whether or not the actual research aligns with those dietary guidelines, or even if they are, they're kind of put in a hard place because they cannot make recommendations outside of those dietary guidelines due to risk for liability. So obviously every there is going to be exceptions to this, but for the most part, most mainstream healthcare providers are going to be giving recommendations about nutrition based on these dietary guidelines. So I recently took a poll on my Instagram asking people if they felt their child's healthcare provider was able to give them solid guidance on what to feed their little one. And 100% said no. Now, I hope you see my heart and know that I don't bring this up to disrespect any healthcare provider in any way, because I am one of them. I bring it up because if we want to truly advocate for our children and take their health into our own hands, which I'm sure you do if you're listening to this, I think it's important to recognize that our healthcare system fundamentally focuses on an allopathic approach to health. So what does this mean? If you live in the United States or another country that practices this allopathic approach to health, you probably understand that it focuses on resolving a problem once it arises. And in many cases, that involves the use of a medication. So you can liken this to having a pipe in your home that starts leaking. With the allopathic model of maintenance, anytime you encounter a leak, you would call the plumber to come and fix it. Of course, we are so thankful for their expertise when it comes to avoiding a flooded home from a broken pipe. But what if we have a pipe that continues to spring a leak over and over again, say because it's old and starting to wear down and crack? Well, we could continue to call the plumber to come and fix the leak every time, But of course, this gets expensive and isn't going to solve the underlying problem. Now, I think a lot of people can relate to this in terms of their experience with our healthcare system, having to visit the doctor over and over again for either reoccurring symptoms or reoccurring health issues. So in either case, we could save ourselves a lot of damage, money, and frustration by addressing the root of the problem. If we took a more holistic approach to our pipe problem, for example, we might ask questions like, is there something in the water that's causing the pipes to break down? Is there something in the environment that's causing damage to the pipes? Or do the pipes need to be replaced? 
Okay, so while this is a silly example, we could ask ourselves the same questions about certain health conditions or, in our case, nourishing our children. Are there certain foods that affect their gut health, positively or negatively? What about their immune system? Are there certain foods that can influence their risk for developing cancers or other health conditions? Or are there foods that affect their brain development? What about foods that affect their behavior or their ability to learn? Or ultimately, are there foods that affect how happy, healthy, strong, and smart our children can grow to be? So if it's not obvious by now, the answer is yes. (laughs) It just requires a more holistic approach to understanding that there is so much more to nourishing our children than simply the type of food that we are feeding. So despite both longstanding and emerging evidence supporting these more holistic approaches to health, unfortunately, this type of healthcare is not well accepted and is often claimed to be ineffective because it does not align with mainstream standards of care. Now, I never recommend Wikipedia as a credible source for anything, but I had to laugh when I googled holistic health and saw that Wikipedia defines alternative or holistic medicine as any practice that aims to achieve the healing effects of medicine, but which lacks biological plausibility and is untested, untestable, or proven ineffective. Now, I laughed when I read that because the reality is there is science to support it. I took multiple holistic health courses during pharmacy school, outside of the main curriculum, of course, through the Center for Spirituality and Healing at the University of Minnesota, which is a school within the university that is entirely focused on holistic and integrative or alternative care. And by far, my absolute favorite course was called Food Matters, Cook Like Your Life Depends on It, because this course truly was pivotal in my holistic health journey, and it led to a paradigm shift in how I viewed health and how I viewed nutrition. The course focused on the role of food in specific health conditions and its function in health promotion and disease prevention. And it was during this course that I realized how subpar our current dietary guidelines are and how they are in many cases not promoting health and in some cases actually promoting poor health. Now, that's a topic for future episodes, of course. I'm not going to dive in here, but as a mom who wants to be fully informed and make the best decision for my child, diving deeper into the research and understanding kind of the limits is really important for me so that I feel confident that I can make the best decision for my child. And so I hope that I will offer a little bit of education and inspiration to hopefully serve as kind of a starting point for you to do your own research. I'm certainly not here to tell you to go against dietary guidelines. That's not the point of this. The point is that I hope that you will walk away inspired to learn more and do your own research so that you can make an informed decision for your child because I think there's something so powerful about making a decision and knowing why we're making it and not necessarily just making a decision because that's what the guidelines say. So where am I going with all of this? Well, if we want to advocate for a child's health, I think it's important to understand that our current healthcare system is not conducive to this type of care. Think about when you go to see a doctor. Usually you have maybe 15 minutes with them And say you're going to see the doctor because your kiddo is constipated. Usually they'll prescribe Miralax, maybe suggest a few natural options such as prune juice, 
but they likely are not going to ask about what types of foods you're feeding or what types of liquids your child is having simply because they don't have time. Maybe you've experienced this firsthand. Now, again, I hope you see my heart and understand that I am not degrading these health professionals or assuming that they are doing something wrong or claiming that this approach isn't warranted in certain circumstances because there are absolutely times when allopathic medicine is the solution. I also acknowledge that there are some providers who do take a more holistic or functional approach. And for many people who have seen multiple providers, sometimes all it takes is a more holistic provider to get to the root of the issue. So all of this to say, I think it's important as parents to recognize this so we can advocate for our child's health and understand how we can support them in a more holistic way to hopefully prevent the development of any health issues in the first place. And another reason why I think it's so important to take the reins and take control of our child's health is because our current food environment is not setting our children up for success and good health. Unfortunately, many companies are prioritizing their profits over the health of our children. And while that might seem like a bold or dramatic statement, if you look at the ingredients that are in many so-called kid foods, you'll realize that these are hardly foods at all. (laughs) It should be criminal for these to be sold and marketed towards children. Okay, so to wrap this episode up, while I think it is important to approach this journey of starting solids with intention, Do not let it overwhelm you. I've been there. But don't let it overwhelm you because there are simple ways that you can ensure you are nourishing your little one in a protective way. If you found this episode valuable and you want to learn more about how you can use holistic baby led weaning when starting solids, I created a free holistic baby led weaning guide just for you. And I will link that in the show notes for you to download. All right. Thank you again for listening. I hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. The best way to follow along and be notified of new episodes is to either subscribe to the podcast or connect with me on Instagram at Thriving Foundations. I always share when I have a new episode coming out. And truly the most meaningful way to support this podcast and help spread this message is to share it with like-minded people. If you have a friend, family member, or coworker who you think might find value in this, please share this podcast with them because I truly believe this information has the power to transform our health and the health of our future generations. I think it's time that we take our health into our own hands and recognize that our healthcare system is not conducive to helping us prevent disease. And it is our job as parents to do that for our children. So until next time, remember it is so much easier to defend your child's health than it is to fight to get it back once lost. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. For legal purposes, I just need to remind you that the information presented in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not meant to be used to diagnose or treat any medical condition or to replace the advice of a physician or medical practitioner. Please see your healthcare provider before starting any new health protocol. Some of the views and information shared in this podcast are not widely accepted by the medical community and may be considered complementary, functional, alternative, holistic, or integrative medicine and may not be endorsed by governmental institutions or align with governmental guidelines. You are encouraged to consult other sources to make independent judgments to determine what is best for your child.